Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to as normal on this podcast. We're going to talk about some news with the NCAA. Apparently going to allow athletes to benefit from their name, likeness, or image. We'll talk about that here for a moment. Also catch up with BYU defensive end Devin Kafusi, a guy who grew up in the state, is well aware of what Utah State poses to the Cougars this year. We'll talk to him in the second segment of today's podcast. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as well. Locked on Cougars brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as always, each and every day, as well as our good friends over at Roman. We'll tell you about both of those great companies as today's podcast gets going. All right, with that out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars for October 30th. 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to download this podcast. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports news, keeping you up to date with everything going on with football and basketball in particular, but as well as all of the other sports programs in the BYU Athletic Department. We want you to be the smartest BYU fan in the room when you're talking with your family or your friends. Uh, kicking off today today's show, we're going to talk about an issue that's kind of affecting the NCAA, which BYU participates in as a whole. Yesterday, the NCAA Board of Governors unanimously voted to allow student-athletes to benefit from from their name, likeness, or image. They're going to have three different parts of the NCAA begin looking at how to update their bylaws and policies to allow athletes, student-athletes, to benefit from this. Now, let me get this out of the way right up front. I am no fan of the NCAA. I think it's a good old boys club who wants nothing more than to protect their own coffers and their own rear ends. With that said, I think this is a good move in terms of the NCAA being willing to actually do something for once. Granted, it only is happening because of the House Bill 206 that passed in California that would require student-athletes there beginning in 2023 to be to actually be obligated to be able to benefit from their name, likeness, or image and not be subject to NCAA sanctions or punishments as a result. Twelve other states around the country are considering similar legislation to what California passed, as well as multiple uh, uh, multiple House of Representatives, representatives from state governments, as well as the Senate in the United States Congress, the National Congress here in the United States of America, are considering legislative action to require that student-athletes are able to benefit from their name, likeness, or image. So... I like that the NCAA is not being obstinate and being the stick in the mud that refuses to move like they normally are. They're actually being a little more lenient or a little more amenable, I guess I should say, in allowing NCAA, allowing student-athletes that operate under these universities to benefit from their name, likeness, or image. Now... Let's also be clear about one thing as well, that student-athletes, this is going to benefit a relatively small amount of student-athletes to a large degree. Hopefully that makes sense. What I mean is that there are going to be a handful of student-athletes, particularly basketball and football players, who will benefit and get large endorsement deals from their name, likeness, or image. 
all athletes, of course, with Title IX and such uh, federal laws in place will have to be able to be compensated. But I think by and large, the vast majority of student athletes will be receiving little to no money, whereas a small handful will receive the majority of the money. How this affects BYU is that local uh, student-athletes playing for the Cougars in whichever athletic department program that BYU sponsors, particularly, once again, probably football and men's basketball, will benefit from this, and they'll be able to collect money for their name, likeness, or image while they're competing for Brigham Young University. Uh, The NCAA is being very clear that they want to keep this very much a collegiate versus professional thing where there's there's a differentiation between the two tiers. Okay, they've got to protect themselves, like I've said in the past, in the, just a couple of minutes ago. The NCAA is looking out for themselves, plain and simple. This is their way of being like, yeah, we're going to do something about it, but we're also going to kick the can down the road a little bit and see what we can rustle up. I would expect that um, state legislation across the country, as well as federal legislation requiring uh, compensation for name, image, and likeness will continue to roll on until the NCAA actually announces some concrete plans of what they're going to do to to update their bylaws and policies to allow student-athletes to benefit from this. But it could affect BYU student-athletes. I'm thinking BYU quarterbacks, star players, the like, where local companies here in Utah, or even nationally if they so desire, will be able to compensate star football players and basketball players to endorse products and the like. I think it's a great move. Selfishly, another note selfishly for me is I'm a huge fan of the NCAA football video game franchise from EA Sports. They put out a statement yesterday they would absolutely love to begin making that game again. The good news in that regard is if you're playing college football for the Brigham Young University football program, and normally those rosters on the NCAA, I'm thinking like 80 or 85 guys. Well, all 85 of those players who are listed on that roster in the upcoming NCAA football game series, if it does indeed come back, will be compensated because they have to be compensated for their name, likeness, or image. So the football programs in particular will get ben- will benefit from this, every member of that football program, but there will be a select handful, and this is both at BYU and even nationally, that will benefit much more than the vast majority of their peers playing in collegiate sports. Like I said, I'm not a fan of the NCAA. I feel like this is them putting out a statement to kick the can down the road a little bit and really try and scramble and figure something out because the NCAA is only reactive. They are never proactive. They only react when somebody else forces them to act. And that's what these state legislations, the California House bill, uh, the 12 other states, as well as the numerous representatives, including Utah Senator Mitt Romney saying, we're coming for you, NCAA, coming for you, NCAA. I'll give credit to the NCAA for saying that they're open to it. They voted unanimously to allow their bylaws to be updated, etc. But I will believe it when I see it, when I see meaningful change in the NCAA. I'm grateful that that student-athletes are going to be able to benefit from this because I think that the Olympic model, I guess is the easiest way I should say it, the Olympic model where athletes who are competing as quote-unquote amateurs can still benefit from their name, likeness, or image, but not being a professional athlete I think that's the right way to go about it. Olympians are allowed to benefit from their name, likeness, or image, but they're not compensated for their play. Hopefully that makes sense. I get that it's a roundabout way to compensate you for your play because if you're a star player on the football field, you're Zach Wilson who tears it up and three or four local companies want to, want your name on their products, their images, on their 
services, whatever it may be. I get that you're being compensated for your play on the field in a roundabout way, but it's not direct pay for play. Hopefully that makes sense as well. So I think it's a a solid move that the NCAA is finally being like, you know what, we actually need to change and update some things. But I also holding I'm also going to hold my breath until I actually see concrete plans from the good old boys club out there in Indianapolis where the NCAA is headquartered that they're actually going to make some concrete plans to change things. I'm hopeful that politicians will continue to turn up the heat on the NCAA and we see some meaningful change and personally I can get my NCAA football game back. That's just me. All right, some thoughts there on that development yesterday. Coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk some BYU football with Devin Kafusi. Of course, uh, his dad and two brothers play for the BYU football program. He's carrying on a family legacy. A guy who is now playing both defensive end as well as some linebacker for the Cougars. We'll talk about that as well as facing off against Utah State here in a moment. Before we get to that, though, do need to tell you guys about our good friends at Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, guys, obviously. Usually we just brush it off if we're having issues or blame ourselves saying things like, you know what, I've lost my mojo or you avoid it altogether saying I'm just tired tonight. We'll get back at it tomorrow. I've had a long day at work, all that different kind of stuff. The excuses pile up. But with Roman, ED is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication to help you, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate for you, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. A fantastic offer there. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com. .com/locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be hard, tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete that online visit today to connect with a doctor and get started on taking care of the issue. Just go to getroman.com/locked once again to get a free online visit and free 2-day shipping. Once again, that's getroman.com/locked for a free visit to get yourself started and get back on the path to treating your ED. getroman.com/locked All right, guys, had a chance to go out to BYU practice yesterday, catch up with Devin Kafusi. It was a great conversation, all in all. Of course, like I said before, uh, that he has two brothers, of course, Bronson and Corbin, two standout players for BYU, now both playing for the New York Jets on their practice squad out there in New York City. And best of luck to both of them. Corbin's actually making the transition to playing offensive tackle, and I wish him nothing but the best as he tries to make that move from the defensive line to the offensive line. But Devin Kafusi carries on a family legacy playing defensive end for the Cougars. You've also probably seen him a uh, big tall long number 90 six, all f- six foot seven of him playing some linebacker for BYU he'll explain here in a moment what that has been like making that transition from playing both defensive end to also playing linebacker for the Cougars this season he also talks a lot about Utah State and what to expect this Saturday for the Cougars as they head to Logan so here you go Devin Kafusi, BYU defensive end with myself Jay Catch right here on Locked on Cougars we're past the halfway point now. Yeah. Obviously, it's gone through the two bye weeks here. Now it's kind of the stretch run of this season. Uh-huh. What excites you about knowing that, hey, we got five games in a row going forward here? Um, especially with this bye weeks happening, it feels like a, a new season. Yeah. Having, having these bye weeks so close to each other, especially coming off a big win uh, against Boise, riding that wave into Utah State. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. I mean, the whole team feels it, um, especially playing an in-state, uh, in-state rival. And so... Just one week at a time, but it's gone by really fast. So we know we gotta 
do our job and finish up shop here. Coming off a win like that over a top 15 team, is there a party that thinks, okay, I don't want this bye week to be here. Can we move it back and we can play another game? Yeah, I, um, especially with the bye week, it's, uh, it's it's a different story. It's nice having a bye week, especially yes. after winning. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, coaches have done a great job uh, making our practice schedule so there's no, there's no drop-off mm-hmm. in intensity or execution. Same with our uh, our training staff of keeping us in shape, uh, and it's, we call it a bye week, but we call it a work. We've been calling it a work week okay. just to get better, especially knowing who we're coming back to. Yeah, and so uh, it's been really good prepping for Utah State, um, especially during the bye week and now it's Utah State week, uh, especially on the defensive side. Um, we're really we're really starting to settle in and be really sound with our defense. Of course, you're carrying on a family legacy here. You had two brothers play here. Your dad played here. All these different things, but. Corbin, when he was here, he kind of played a linebacker slash defensive yeah. hybrid role. Are you kind of taking on that role a little bit in your own right? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, especially just um, with personnel and scheme of uh, the offense we're going against. Um, I've kind of fallen in between. Okay. In, in between, or just like how Corbin was. Um, you know, 6'7 is already kind of a hard, already weird enough seeing on the field. <laughs> um, but I've just been able to trust my coaches, trust my teammates, and just be able to do my, my part. And so when my number is called or when I'm in the game, I can execute the best I can. So I've definitely been going back and forth. Um, the line and backer, um, I see that as a compliment, just learning, using my strengths, yeah. being versatile. Um, it's definitely got a learning curve because it's, it's kind of like learning a new position. Yeah. But this isn't training camp. We're right in the season. So, um, but there's definitely no excuses. Um, I think I just see it as me to, to pick it up and as a guy to, to, to learn those positions. And it's helped helped each position going back and forth from the D-line and the linebackers being more sound and aware of who's where and uh, who's doing what. Who's the better quarterback spy, you or, you or Corbin? Oh, I, lo- I, lo- I love spying the quarterback. Uh, I think he's definitely had some more reps under his belt. And so I think when it comes up to, uh, on film, uh, probably him, but uh, I'm faster than that guy. And so I know when I get the chance, I can close him pretty quick. And okay. so turn some short gains into some TFLs or sacks if I get the chance and so of course both your brothers are now on that practice squad out there with the Jets do they still weigh in with you do they check out games and give you tips yeah 100% um, they're always busy during the week yeah but as soon as I get to the hotel um, the night before mm-hmm. um, uh, we'll start calling because yeah. they're, they're, they got games their weeks as well so they're in the same boat just hanging out at a hotel with the team during football um, they'll call and check hey what's what's the scheme this week yeah. how's it going what's the matchup um Who's your opponent, your guy you're going up against, how much more have you watched on them? Um, so they definitely check in, and then I was, it's always nice checking in on them as well. And now that they're both out there, and so it's been really exciting. You still got your dad at home, though, as well. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he loves it. He loves just watching watching football still and everything. And he's always given his his, uh, his opinions of what needs to be done, what we can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's a great guy and has a, knows a lot of football, knows it well. Of course, Utah State this week. You're a kid who grew up in the state. Does this rivalry mean more to you? Is, this, is it similar to Utah in terms of intensity for you? Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, you put it in a 20-year perspective, you know, yeah. and the wins loss at BYU has been on top. But mm-hmm. as of recently, it's gone back and forth. Yeah. And uh, especially last year, giving up uh, that loss at home. Um, and so we, yeah, uh, on the on the scale of Utah, Utah State, they're right there, if not more, to some of these guys. Okay. And so, um, we really just want to go up there and, and get that wagon wheel back for us. And so, 
last year, obviously, them coming to your house and meeting uh-huh. you, does that give you guys a little bit of that revenge factor this year? For sure. There was a lot of um, to just, it's just, yeah, last year, it was, it was last year, and it was, um, we just got, we got wiped by them. Um, definitely didn't play our best ball. And so we're making sure, you know, going up north in the cold, doesn't matter. We're going to show up and play to what we, what we know we can play. And um, just worry about, you know, defense doing our job, offense doing their job, and special teams doing theirs as well. And then coming away um, victorious. Um, definitely, though, being in state with Utah State, it's, it's they're close by. We, we, we have ties there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a really fun game, a really fun game for sure. Devin, thanks so much. Thank you. There you go, Devin Kafusi, BYU defensive end, and can't thank him enough for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. Exclusive conversations every day. If you are new to this podcast, you're just finding us, well, first off, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Like I said in the open, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports news, but we also have exclusive conversations. I have access to go out to BYU practices, catch up with players and coaches, and get their thoughts on what's going on with BYU sports, BYU football in particular. Once again, thanks to Devin Kafusi for joining me and you heard him right there at the end say that there is a revenge factor to this game for BYU. They've lost two in a row to Utah State. They don't want to make it three in a row. It would be the first time since 1971 to 1974 that BYU lost three straight games to the Aggies. You want to know what that means? That's the early part of Lavelle Edwards' tenure. It was kind of the end of the coach before Lavelle Edwards' tenure and the first couple of years of, of Edwards' tenure as head coach at BYU. Well, Edwards turned things around and BYU went just on a dominant run against Utah State. Of late, though, Utah State has won three of the last four and, of course, the last two games over the Cougars. There is absolutely a feeling in Provo that the Cougars need to go out and get a win. I think every one of you listening to this podcast would agree that BYU needs to win this game. If they do win this game, I think it's a fantastic development for this season. All of a sudden, the Cougars are sitting at 4-4 four and four on the year. The next three games against Liberty, Idaho State, and UMass, you should sweep all three of those. So at that point, BYU is sitting at 7-4. and four. They're on a five-game win streak at that point, going into San Diego State to take on the Cougars, and they have a chance for eight wins. Of course, Rocky Long made some comments yesterday, somewhat critical of BYU, essentially saying that it, it was wrong for BYU to leave the Mountain West Conference. I'm not sure why we're playing them and whatnot. Rocky Long's just sour. It's just how Rocky Long is. And I, I, I just brush it off if I were if I were you. I understand every fan reacts differently, but there's still hard feelings in the Mountain West Conference. He also made the comment that BYU wouldn't be able to schedule as an independent if they didn't have help from the Mountain West Conference. So I don't know why they're not in the conference. Okay, Rocky, whatever. BYU, at the right at the time BYU went independent, and this is just a side note, I didn't mean to talk about this today. When BYU decided to go independent, it was the right move. The Mountain deal, the, uh, the ESPN, of course, had not stepped in and helped the Mountain West Conference out yet. That, that deal with the Mountain, the distribution channel issues, like the distribution issues on channels, it was worse than the Pac-12 network is right now, to a millionth degree. So BYU made the right decision when they went independent. Now looking at it almost a decade later, yeah, I get that you'd want to be in a conference at this point, but I think BYU is totally content sitting back and letting out the next round of conference realignment play out and hopefully jump into the Power Five at that point. They're not eager to get into bed with the Mountain West Conference, especially with curmudgeons like Rocky Long out there being like, well, I don't know why they left the conference. They should have never left. Well, guess what? BYU is a bigger brand than everybody else in the conference at that time and guess what they weren't being seen so 
I completely understand why they did what they did at the time. And BYU, guess what? They have a chance now to reel off a, a nice win streak, it looks like. But first off, you got to take care of business up there in Logan. And as you heard Devin Kafusi say just a little bit ago, there is a revenge factor here, and he wants to see uh, his team go out and win this game and get the series history back on track a little bit here. So thanks again, once again, to uh, Devin Kafusi for joining me here on Locked on Cougars. Also cool to hear him talk about his brothers calling him, kind of getting his thoughts on the scheme and also helping him out. And of course, Steve Kafusi, his father, longtime coach at BYU, a former player for the Cougars, obviously still living in Provo, very much is going to be involved in coaching up Devin. And best of luck to him in the rest of the BYU football program this weekend as they face off against Utah State. All right, we'll catch up with everything else, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in just a moment. Women's basketball picking up an exhibition win last night. We'll talk about that here in just a moment, as well as a new offer in in BYU football land uh, to a JUCO prospect. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, of course, Deseret First Credit Union, guys, is the title sponsor of this podcast. We've had them on board for a few months now and you've heard me talk about this day in and day out, but right now is a great time to consider refinancing your mortgage and put some more money back in your pocket. I'm currently in the process of looking at refinancing my mortgage. Deseret First Credit Union is here to help you guys as well. Whatever your why is, whatever it might be that you have a passion for, whether it's sports, music, whatever it is, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to put more money back into your pocket and then reinvest that in your passion? Does that make sense? It's a great time to check it out. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. And with rates still low, now is a great time to consider refinancing your mortgage and keeping that money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation, whether you're a first-time home buyer, you've bought multiple homes, you had investment properties. Regardless of what you're looking to do, the DFCU Mortgage Team will find the right loan for your financial situation and your stage in life. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less, guys. It's a fantastic way to put money back into your pocket. Like I said, I'm currently in the process of looking into refinancing my home rates are looking very, very good. And I'm actually very excited to put some more, more money back into my own pocket. So check it out. Deseret First Credit Union. You know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. All right, guys, as we close out today's podcast, reminder for you guys, if you guys are listening on whichever podcatcher you choose, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, we're actually now available on iHeart, uh, the iHeart app. You can please subscribe, rate, and review. Hit that follow or subscribe button and give us a good rating and review. Those star reviews, particularly on Apple Podcasts, are worth their weight in podcast gold and can't thank you guys enough for doing that in advance. Let's catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports here real quick. Let's start off on the hardwoods at the Marriott Center last night. The women's basketball team won a gritty uh, exhibition game over in-state foe Westminster 69-61. They came from behind to win this game and and congratulations uh, to Shalay Salmon, Paisley Johnson, of course head coach Jeff Judkins on the win. Shalay Salmon led BYU with 16 points on the night. Paisley Johnson had 15 points in her own right in the win. So the Cougars off to a good start this season. They'll play their second exhibition game Saturday 
Saturday afternoon at the Marriott Center against Antelope Valley. That game scheduled to tip at 2 o'clock Mountain Time, and of course there'll be a broadcast online on the WCC Network on the internet. The women's golf team continued to play in the Rainbow Wahine Invitational yesterday in Kapolei, Hawaii. BYU moved up to fourth place after shooting a three under 285 in their second round. That's a fantastic showing. Kerry Roberts was quoted as saying, I love how he came back today with a really solid round. They were tied for seventh after the first round, so moving up is a good sign for the Cougars. They sit at nine over currently, alone in fourth place. College of Charleston and Northern Iowa two strokes back, tied for fifth. Naomi Soifua is one over, tied for 13th with Annie Hazawizik. I hopefully I pronounced that correctly. I struggle with that. As well as Alicia May Mateo are one stroke back behind Soifua, tied for 16th place. So hopefully BYU can have a good, solid final round today out there in Kapolei, Hawaii. And we'll have a full recap of how the tournament turns out for the Cougars on tomorrow's podcast. One final note for you today on the BYU recruiting front. I need to do some more research on this and watch some film and whatnot. So we'll have more thoughts on this later in the week, but BYU offered Mount San Jacinto sorry, not Mount San Jacinto Mount San Antonio College wide receiver Chris Jackson today uh, listed at 6 foot uh, apparently is a speedster plays in the JUCO ranks at Mount SAC down there, of course Mount SAC is one of the top JUCO programs in California, churns out Division 1 talent year in and year out do some more research on this, maybe reach out to the young man and see see what thoughts he has about the Cougars and whatnot, but I think this is a big offer. BYU is going to pursue JUCO as well as transfer portal targets heavily at both the running back and wide receiver positions this coming recruiting cycle. I think it's a smart play. You can pick up talent that has been uh, either this. Uh, disenfranchised at whatever program they've been playing at. In the case of Mr. Jackson here, he's playing at the JUCO ranks. These guys are more mature. They understand what BYU is all about. They want to focus on football by and large, and that's what BYU can offer them. So I think it's a great route for the Cougars in terms of recruiting to go about that direction in terms of chasing talent. So of course, I'll do some more research on this, get some more thoughts from people about Chris Jackson, but wanted to pass that along that Matt, San Antonio College wide receiver Chris Jackson announced he received an offer from the Cougars yesterday, a JUCO product playing for one of the top programs, top JUCO programs in Southern California. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough once again for continuing to support the show. We are here each and every day talking BYU sports with you. Hopefully you guys are finding it of worth. Please subscribe, rate, and review as I said in the open. And also, make sure to check us out on social media. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. Check out my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Or, of course, please weigh in with your thoughts via email by emailing us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. That'll do it for today's edition of the show. We'll be back with a Thursday edition tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for October 30th, 2019.